Welcome to the Footwear Insight Extra podcast from Formula 4 Media in Great Neck, New York. Formula 4 Media publishes vertical trade magazines, Outdoor Insight, Team Insight, Textile Insight, and Footwear Insight with related digital publications, Team Insight Extra twice monthly, Textile Insight Extra once a month, and Footwear Insight Extra on Wednesdays. Now it's time for the latest podcast. Well, today we're catching up with Sam Gazon, the founder and director of Florida-based Uno Zero company focused on the premium soccer market was launched in May 2019. Sam, who has an engineering degree from Penn State and is a former executive for both Siemens and Staples, has always had a passion for the sport of soccer. And with Uno Zero, he's decided to convert that love of the game into a business by combining his engineering and manufacturing background with the strategy and business development experience. First, let's start off, maybe you could offer our listeners your expert analysis about how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the soccer, especially retail industry in 2020? Yeah, well, it's been tough. <laughs> it's been a challenging year for everyone, you know, not only for on the business side, but also on the personal side. So, and, and this past year, I think those two things combined for everyone make it even harder. So I think for the industry, at uh, the beginning of, of 2020 or the pandemic, I, initially there was a lot of shock and silence as there was so much uncertainty as to what was going to happen and what was this going to look like and for how long. And if you think about it, you know, when there's no soccer being played, there really is a need for equipment. So what we saw was businesses trying to find a way to sell. And that translated into heavy discounting on everything, Bob, from, from standard product to new releases. So typically you might find a, a top tier release being around $300 or more, and those were being discounted below $200. I think it was not about making money, rather uh, not lose money and really survive because really we didn't know, the industry didn't know how long we're going to be in that situation. And, you know, businesses were forced to consolidate operations and become really lean, uh, as lean as possible. So, and I'm talking about, you know, reducing headcount, reducing operations because sales were also being reduced, of course. So it, it was very tough. And I think that everyone, you know, big and small uh, felt it quite a bit. Obviously, smaller retailers, I think, suffered the most, primarily because, you know, they don't have those big bank accounts that they can rely on, you know, savings for several months. Uh, a lot of them have their, their credit squeezed by, by the big brands and even removed, which unfortunately forced many mom and pop shops to close, not, not just temporarily, but permanently. And, and that's unfortunate. So, you know, very, very tough. And I think another thing that, that we saw is that there was a quick shift from a brick and mortar shopping to online shopping, which, you know, given that stores, brick and mortar stores were, were shut and closed for so many months, uh, people naturally gravitated to online shopping. And a lot of these, you know, mom and pop shops were not set up for that type of business. And, and that's another way how they got really impacted by, by this change, by the pandemic. You know, fortunately for Uno Zero, you know, we are primarily a, a D2C, direct-to-customer online business. So we're, we're set up for that. But a lot, a lot of other smaller brands and smaller shops were not. And, and unfortunately, you know, it was re- really tough for them. Well, how do you see the stock industry recovering in 2021 and beyond? And here we are in May 2021. Some states are doing better with the pandemic recovery than others. But how do you see the soccer category recovering? You know, it's interesting that you say that, Bob, because, you know, it, it was very interesting. Initially, you know, 
in the pandemic, you know, the whole country, the whole world really stopped. But then slowly but surely, we saw different pockets of the country kind of picking up. And we primarily saw states in the southern part of the country have more activity than, than the rest of the country. And those were, you know, potentially weather driven just because, you know, it's warmer. So people can be outside, you know, throughout the year. Uh, also some policies, etc. But, you know, we certainly saw the south just having more activity. And, you know, we have already seen as things start to open up due to, you know, either vaccinations or people just being tired of not being able to carry on with a semi-normal life. We are seeing those things picking up and, and we've seen, you know, as soccer continues to open up, not only at the top level, but throughout college and in high school and then semi-pro leagues, etc. We are seeing that activity coming back and we're seeing that uh, reflected uh, in the business uh, through through sales. And, you know, also this summer we have big tournaments going on. You know, we have the, the Euro Cup taking place. We also have Copa America, which is the oldest soccer tournament in, in the world, which actually happens in South America. Also here in North America, we have the Golden Cup, which is the equivalent of those two other uh, tournaments. And we usually see business pick up or get a lift whenever there's a big tournament going on because people get excited. People, you know, watch it on TV and they want to go outside and play. So we foresee 2021 definitely being better, being a better year than 2020. We have already seen uh, indication uh, of that. Maybe next we can talk about the brands jockeying for market share in the soccer boot and jersey market. You know, we know the big brands that are involved and uh, they obviously perhaps have deeper pockets and sustain a little bit more under the pandemic. But has there been a consolidation in the vendor side of boot of the soccer boot and jersey market? And do you think and talk about be, there being room for small niche brands like Uno Zero who don't have the history of the marketing uh, the marketing muscle? So we've seen some consolidation, nothing huge uh, on the retailer side. We've seen, I would say more than consolidation, we've seen a reduction in fragmentation of the market, meaning that there are less retailers out there. And, and I think that's a trend that was happening even before COVID, where unfortunately, you know, every day, as months and years go by, there's there are less mom and pop shops you know, for, for, for soccer shops and, and, and actually not all types of, of, of shops. But certainly COVID really accelerated that uh, just because the, the smaller businesses, again, didn't have that cushion to ride the pandemic. So we have seen now being less smaller players around and then the, the big players are, are around. And I think they're probably better positioned to take advantage of, of that space being left by the smaller, smaller uh, businesses. And then when it comes to the brands, I guess similar to retailers, I mean, the, the, the big brands, you know, they, they continue to be there, they will be there. Uh, however, we have, we have seen some of those smaller brands or emerging brands not survive the pandemic, which is sad because you do want to have variety. You, you do want to see, you know, more than chocolate and vanilla that most of the big brands offer. We want to be able to give the customers uh, other options. And if those niche brands do not exist, then what happens is you end up with an oligopoly, really, where you have just, you know, big brands selling you the same things over and over again. And that's not good for anyone. Tell our listeners about your company's first 18 months. I know, we, you know obviously the pandemic impacted your business, but tell us about your launch and 
what's occurred in the first 18 months of your business as you're trying to get jumps? You know, it was very, it's been a roller coaster, really. So, you know, we first launched, you know, we got a lot of publicity and, and you know, we, we saw what was possible. And then after things calmed down, you know, reality sets in. Now you need to really continue to do the groundwork to cement those relationships with different partners, be it teams, academies, retailers, online retailers to really help the brand grow. And I began, I remember being, uh, talking to my wife, actually, at the beginning of 2020, saying, hey, I, I feel like we're about to, to hit that inflection point where I don't want to say a hockey stick, but kind of go in that direction. And then obviously COVID happened and in a matter of, I don't want to say weeks, I want to say a matter of days things really change dramatically for everyone stars, you know, stores closing down and, and going out of business, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so it, it was tough that the, the first couple of months of the pandemic, but then, you know, we re readjusted and we did a couple of things that really helped us kind of survive 2020 and actually grow, which I'm actually very proud of saying that the business actually grew even through the pandemic. Um, so we launched our brand ambassador program, which has been a, a key key point or, or key leader of, of that growth. So now we have brand ambassadors all over the country and then also all over the world. We have brand ambassadors on every single continent, which you know is, is pretty awesome to say. Uh, but those brand ambassadors really have become uh, the face and, and the voice of the brand within their own communities. And, and we, we've seen them really helping the brand. So for example, we have brand ambassador in a small town in Alabama. Uh, and now we start seeing, you know, one one, two, three, four, five orders coming from this small town in Alabama in a span of a couple of weeks. And we know that's the work of brand ambassadors. So so we've, we're very proud and, and we're very bullish about growing the ambassador program, which is really helping us generate awareness about the brand. And then, you know, that really carried us through the summer and, and fall months. And then we luckily also had a very strong holiday season. I think people, you know, didn't spend much last year when it came holiday season, they went all out. So, you know, we had a strong season that carried as over to, to the beginning of, of this year. So the brand ambassadors wear your product on the pitch and wherever they live, whether in a, a city or town, they wear your Uno Zero cleats uh, or boots on, exactly. on the pitch. Well, what are some of the new developments? I know you mentioned a couple of them in our call last week. What are some of the new developments at Uno Zero that had you excited for 2021? A lot of our plans, the things that we wanted to do that we wanted to release last year were put on hold. Uh, so now we're actually getting to them. So we just launched uh, last month our, our first line of apparel. And this is, you know, more specifically performance jerseys. So these are soccer jerseys that you're going to wear during training sessions, during matches. We're doing uniforms now. So that's our, our first state of the apparel market. Uh, and actually now in June, the beginning of June, uh, we're going to be launching our, our second uh, soccer cleat model. So we're going to be now expanding our portfolio to also have a different option for our players. So we're actually very excited about that. And then a lot of partnerships in the work. So you know, now we we were picked up by soccer.com last year, which was a, a, you know, a big achievement for the brand, for this young brand. We're also working with another retailer and e-retailer that we're going to be announcing in a couple of weeks. And then we're also talking to pro players and, and, and actually also pro referees in MLS and FIFA doing some exciting things. So little by little throughout this year, we're going to be uh, you know, making announcements about the different things that we're working on that are going to get you know, our, our, our fans, our, our audience excited about, uh, about the brand. Before we end our podcast, I just want to ask you, so if, if, if any uh, retail listeners to our podcast are interested in learning more about your brand, uh, how should they contact you or your company? Absolutely. So the easiest way would be to send me an email directly at sam at unozero.com. So that's S-A-M at U-N-O-Z-E-R-O. 
samadunozero.com, samadunozero.com. And, you know, I, I, when it comes to our, our retail partners, I like to have that pressure relationship with the managers and with the owners because I realize it's a two-way street and we're still a, a young brand and, and we feel, we make our partners feel like they're part of the team because they actually are. So I do want to have that personal touch uh, of, of service with them. So the best way will, will be to reach out to me uh, directly. Well, thanks very much, Sam. I've been speaking with Mr. Sam Garzon, the founder of Uno Zero in the Miami, Florida area on the here on the Footwear Insight podcast. And I am Bob McGee.